Good evening, and as always, thank you for tuning in, and uh, I appreciate you watching, and as always, I pray that these uh, are a blessing to you, and uh, that they help you in your walk with the Lord. Uh, it's just a a privilege for me to be able to share with you uh, from the Bible uh, what the Bible says. I, I try not to give you the opinions of Jacob Gray. I just try to share with you what the Lord's Word says. And knowing that when we're going uh, through a book like we're going, uh, the sermons that you hear are what the Lord wanted. It's not something I could craft up and be creative. It's just... Uh, this is what the Lord says. This is how you can apply it. And the Word of God never returns void. And so uh, it blesses my soul to be able to share with you each night. Um, we're in the book of Judges, chapter 7. And last night we looked at overcoming difficult odds. But and we looked at that knowing that when odds are against us, when the situation is overwhelming, it's in those moments that God is going to get credit, that God is going to work in such a powerful and mighty way that there will be people in your life that will be impacted by God being with you in the valleys. But tonight, we're going to look about how God sometimes takes overwhelming odds and allows them to get even greater. You say, well, that's not fair. I don't want to be an underdog and then be more of an underdog. You know, that, that's like a, a, a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. You know, it's just not fair, right? Uh, but uh, uh, God wants you to know and I really believe this, and I believe some of you need to hear this tonight, and I know I do, that the more desperate a situation seems, the more the obstacle seems to be insurmountable, the more that God can do in your life and in your family to try to reach those who are lost are far from God that you care about. And so last night, uh, God tells Gideon to make a statement and 20 plus thousand soldiers went away. And so you would think, well, those odds just got a whole lot worse. But God says, I I'm going to make the odds even greater because God says, I want to show you that I am God. Tonight I want to ask you if you're praying for a loved one, um, do you kind of want them to be saved or do you really want them to be saved? The Apostle Paul said, I would give up my own salvation if the Jewish people would be saved. And I'm not there as a pastor. I'm not giving up my salvation. I don't believe you can give up your salvation. I'm just not there yet. But as a father, I want God to do whatever it takes to save my children. Whatever it takes, physically, to get them where they need to be. Because when God does something that only He gets the credit for, 
no one can deny it. You can take the credit for being successful in your job. You can take the credit for being successful in a lot of things. But when there is no way for you to get the credit, God gets all of it. And so listen to what happens here as we continue on in this chapter. Then the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. If I'm Gideon, I'm thinking 10,000 verse probably 100,000. Those aren't those aren't those odds are big enough, God. The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. Gideon's probably said, no, Lord, you're not doing this for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is all you. Therefore, it shall be that he of whom I say to you, this one shall go down with you. He shall go with you. But everyone of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you. He shall not go. God says, I'm going to give you a sign that these are supposed to go and these are not. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, You shall separate everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, as well as everyone kneels to drink. Now the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people kneeled to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, I will deliver you with the 300 men who lapped, and I will give the Midianites into your hands. And so let all the other people go, each man to his home. And so God says, you don't need 32,000 soldiers. <laughs> you, you don't even need 10,000 soldiers. I want you to come down and watch these people drink. And the ones who lick like a dog, you're taking them to battle with you. And so Gideon sent 9,700 able-bodied soldiers home. Now, from the world standpoint, you'd be looking at Gideon and saying, you're going to take 1% of your army into battle. That don't make sense. That's not possible. There's no way it can be done. It's not. It's, it's hopeless. And God says, I'm going to deliver you so that you know and the people know, and everyone knows that I am the Lord. And tonight, I just want you to know that, that maybe you feel like life has just continued to have the rug pulled out from under you. You say, Jake, first it was my health, and then it was my kids, then it was my job, then it was my friends. How, how much lower could I get. Friends, it's in those moments that you need to be expecting. You need to be expecting God to do miraculous things to get people's attention. Maybe you're already saved, but you've been praying for a child, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, a brother, a sister to get saved. It's in those moments when the situation seems overwhelming. 300 compared to 32,000 that he started with. There's no way anybody could be victorious. But I guess, you know what happened? A whole bunch of people started to look going, let's all watch Gideon get destroyed. 
Let's all watch Gideon fail like every other earthly ruler. And friends, when you get that diagnosis that you didn't want to hear, when you're betrayed by someone that you never thought you'd be betrayed by, when you're struggling in ways that you just don't think you can go on, friends, be on the lookout because someone's watching. That you might not know they're watching, but someone's watching. That prodigal child is watching how you respond to that betrayal in that relationship. Are you going to forgive and continue to pray for that friend who once cared for you and now doesn't? Or are you going to rant and rave and complain around your lost family member? Because they're watching. It's in those moments of temptation that we could give in and follow the ways of the world that that lost person that's watching you say, okay, let's see if they're really willing to sacrifice what they want for what is right. I know I've told this story in these devotions and in the sermons that I preach, but I think it's one of the most profound examples that I've ever heard. And it's based on a true story. A town, a little town of about 4,000, I think it was, the church in town had just hired a new pastor. And the pastor decided that day to take the bus from one side of town to the other. And as the young pastor got on the bus, <clears throat> the bus ride was 50 cents. He gave the driver a dollar, and the driver gave him four quarters back. Well, as the young preacher went and sat on the back of the bus, he thought, well, look, the Lord's blessed me with extra change. I'm going to put this in my pocket. I'll be blessed. It's extra money. How can it not be from the Lord? As he sat back there a little longer, he thought, no, I'm supposed to get 50 cents back, and I need to take that up there and give it to him and show him that I'm a person of integrity. As he sat there that bus ride, he thought, the extra 50 cents the, or not, as he went to get off the bus, he stopped at the bus driver and said, I wanted you to know that you gave me too much change and I just wanted to make this right. The bus driver looked up at him to the preacher's surprise and said, I know. I was just trying to see if you were a person of integrity with 50 cents. Because if you're not a person of integrity for 50 cents, you won't be a person of integrity for anything that really matters. That bus driver began coming to church and then eventually gave his life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You see, friends, you never know who's watching. You never know who really knows or has heard you talk about your faith. You never know what being faithful in the difficult situations of your life will mean to your children and grandchildren. But when those odds are overwhelming, 300 against thousands, it gives God an opportunity to show a world that claims He doesn't exist that He is. People always ask me, if God is real, why doesn't He show Himself? And what I want to tell people is, in the worst moments of your life, the hardest, the most difficult, the most overwhelming, God is right there working and doing things that when you and those that are looking around you see the victory that is won, 
there is no doubt that God is with you and that God is real. You see, the resurrection was so changing to the people because the tomb was empty. If the tomb had still had the body of Jesus in it, it wouldn't have been a big deal. He'd have been like everyone else. It'd have been the same fate. But when the tomb is empty, it changed everything. When I can be faithful, even when the odds tell me not to be faithful, it changes everything. When I can forgive when the world says don't forgive. When I can have hope when the world says have no hope. When I have patience when the world says don't have patience. God says watch what I will do to make my name great. And when God makes his name great, it gives people an opportunity to either reject or to accept that free gift of salvation that he offers. And so tonight, if you're as low as you can go, watch for what God's getting ready to do. And so I just want you to know that I love you, praying for you, and if I can help you in any way, please let me know. And may God richly bless you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night.